comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Overcoming Stagnation in Life, Part 4. John 5, verse 5 to 9. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew that he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you want to get well? The New Living Translation. Would you want to get well? I can't say. When he saw him and knew he had been in that state for a long time, he asked him whether he wanted to be well. Amen. Last, we started examining one vital force that we said is also essential for you to see a forward movement in life. If you must advance in life, you need to engage the right forces. Praise God. You can sit in a very good car. All the ignitions, everything is working. But if you don't know how to change the gear and step on the accelerator, the car will still be at the same place. Praise God. The car, the engine is perfect. Everything is okay. But you need to put it in the right gear, step on the accelerator, and then you begin to move. So we say that there are certain vital forces that can help us advance our lives in this half. And one of those vital forces we said was praise and worship. And then we also talked about the force of prayer. Last, we examined one other force that is equally very, very, very vital. And want to see that force again from the book of Exodus. 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 Exodus chapter 18, verse 12. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God. Aaron and the elders of Israel came out and joined him in a sacrificial meal in God's presence. 13, let's read it together, one go. The next day, Moses took a seat to hear the people's dispute against each other. They waited before him. When Moses' father-in-law saw, Pause right there. Amen. When Moses' father-in-law saw, the question is, what would have happened if he had not seen it? He only intervened when he saw. We'll work with this later. Go to verse 15. Then Moses replied, because the people come to me to get a ruling from God. Verse 16, one go. When a dispute arises, they come to me. Now I'm the one who settles the case. Yeah. 17. No, you're not reading well. He said, this is not good. 
<laughs> it was an exclamation. You can see that. This is not good. In other words, stop that nonsense. He said, this is not good. Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. Go to verse 19, You are going to wear yourself out. And the people too. And let me give you a word of, a word of what? Good. Okay. Goose and uh, chickens that people give did not start to do. <laughs> he said those who fear what? He hates bribes. Okay. They should be available to solve the people's problem, common disputes, but have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. Verse 23. So when you don't follow advice, you can come under pressure. Praise God. And not only will you come under pressure, you'll be stagnated. Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestions. Amen. Amen. So last night, we said that one of the vital forces that must be engaged in order to advance our lives is the force of wise counsel. Somebody say the force of wise counsel. Say louder, the force of wise counsel. Many are stranded and stagnated in life because they will not open up to wise counsel. Those who also open up don't work with it. In the book of Proverbs 24, verse 6, he said, For by wise counsel, Proverbs 24, 6, by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in the multitude of counselors there is safety. There is what? Yesterday we said that wise counsel must be pursued at all costs. Why? Because there is nothing new under the sun. Somebody said there is nothing new under the sun. You see, the reason why, when you are writing an exam and there are past questions, it's easier to pass. Particularly when they keep on referring to past questions. And almost in all examinations, by all means, the examiners who are very, very lazy, and don't want to write past questions. They will keep the questions from you so you won't see it at all. Then they, don't, they will hold the questions. So it doesn't go in circulation. That means that it's the same thing they keep bringing again and again. But as long as you are writing an examination and there are past questions, it makes it easier. The past questions in life are people's bad experiences. And sometimes they come to you as counsel. Things that people went through in a painful manner. Relationships people ended in a very painful manner. When you listen to wise counsel, you don't get to end the same way. Praise God. So there is nothing new under the sun. Most of the time, people think that what they are doing is unprecedented. Nobody has done it before. So when you speak, they won't give you a hearing ear. 
but they will only end up to realize that what they are doing has been done again and again, again and again. Now, number two, we are all limited in knowledge. Be open to counsel. Somebody say, be open to counsel. Because we are limited in knowledge. Say, I'm limited in knowledge. You can't read every subject. You don't know everything. You may be a doctor, but you are not a lawyer. You may be an accountant, but you are not a pharmacist. And you can't say, I know everything. There are some people who say, uh, you, must learn, you must learn to know a bit of everything. Listen. <laughs> it's good. But if that becomes your focus in life, you may not excel at anything. Focus on one area. Master it. Master it. Other things, other people know. Pay them and let them do that one for you. Number three, we said our lives on earth are limited. Even if you wanted to learn everything, know a bit of physics, a bit of geography, a bit of science, a bit, if you wanted to learn everything, you don't have forever to live on earth. Your life is, on, is short. The Bible said the days of our lives are 120. That's what God said. Moses said the days of our lives are 70. By reason of strength, you can come to 80. And if you ask those who are 80 years, 90 years, None of them can tell you they know everything. They may have seen so much in life, but they've not seen everything in life. That's why it's important that you open yourself up to counsel because you don't have so much time to live on earth. So if you spend your life experimenting, you may end up dying before your time. That shall not be your testimony. That shall not be your testimony. And then we said that also, wise counsel is critical because it helps you to glean useful lessons from painful experiences other people have gone through. Somebody entered into a relationship and they were not married and they decided to set themselves up. And then after some time, the relationship ended on the rocks. If you hear the story and you take advice from it or you take counsel from it, you won't commit the same mistake. I'm not communicating here. It's so important. Helps you to glean useful lessons that will help you. Three reasons why wise counsel empowers you to overcome stagnation. One, it makes you wise. Somebody say it makes me wise. Say, it makes me wise. Dr. Mike Maddox said that there are two ways to learn wisdom. You either learn wisdom through mentorship or you learn it through your mistakes. And when you keep on learning wisdom through your mistakes, you will delay your progress in life. Praise God. You will delay your progress. Instead of taking five steps forward, if you make three mistakes, it means that you delay your progress by three times backwards. So while others are moving forward on the, on, on the wings of wise counsel, you are stagnating your own progress. That shall not be somebody's destiny. Amen. Number two, we said that wise counsel empowers you for progress because it limits your mistakes in life. As for mistakes, if you don't make it, it means you are not in motion. And no one in motion will make one mistake or the other. The people who do nothing are people who never make mistakes. Non-achievers are people who attempt nothing and they make no mistakes. But if you are really exerting yourself, uh, trying, making an effort to do something, you will make a mistake. But you see, if you make plenty mistakes, it means that you will not be making significant progress. So you have to limit your mistakes. How do you limit your mistakes? Learn from the mistakes of others so that you don't have to repeat their mistakes in addition to the mistakes you originally make. Am I communicating somebody? You will naturally make a mistake because you are a human being. But then, when you fail to listen to counsel, you will even make more mistakes. 
Last night we read that scripture there. And maybe before we close tonight, we'll read it again. And we see how a man who had a prophecy from God, a very powerful prophecy, messed it up because he will not listen to wise counsel. Praise God. Praise God. And then we said, when you become wise and then your mistakes are limited, they will all translate into speed of accomplishment. So we said that wise counsel gives you speed of accomplishment. So you see that somebody will start something and then within a short time he's rising. He's rising so fast. And people are wondering, when did he come? No, he's not been around for long. But he has decided to learn trade secrets of people who are doing well in the area. And they move forward. I see you moving forward. Listen, this half, no one will be stagnated. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, how do you assess wise counsel? That's what we want to look at. Seven ways to receive wise counsel to advance your life. Number one, if you are going to assess wise counsel to advance your destiny, please be humble. Be humble. Turn to your neighbor and say, be humble. Be humble. Be very humble. Be very humble. When you are not humble, you cannot assess wise counsel. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 12 verse 15, he says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. The way of a fool. The way of a fool, the way of the arrogant is right in his own eyes. You know why people don't take counsel? Because they think that what they are doing is right. They are, they are always right. They don't take to wise counsel. What they are doing is right. But he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. The way of the arrogant. Arrogant people don't have time to listen to wise counsel. It takes a great deal of humility to listen to counsel. Naaman, a mighty warrior. When you read this account, it's very interesting. Uh, 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1. 2 Kings chapter 5. Yeah. Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Praise God. Impressive CV, outstanding personality. Naaman, that was he. Now come to verse 9. So Naaman came. So Naaman came with his horses and with a chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. Verse 10. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, Go wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Verse 11. But Naaman was wrath and went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God. And strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. So, why did he come? You knew everything. You knew how the prophet could administer healing. Just administer it to yourself and go. Very arrogant. Very. Verse 12. 12. Are not Abana and Fapa. Rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel. Elisha knew this. That's why he said, go and bath in that dirty water there. Let me humble you with the dirty water. <laughs> Praise God. 
May I not wash in them and be clean. So he turned and went away in rage. In anger, he was going. He was actually not going in rage. He was going in pride. Because the reason why he's not going to wash in that water, because this water is a dirty water. There's one that's better. But his healing was tied to the dirty water. Look at verse 13. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, would, would this, thou not have done it? How much rather when he saith to thee, wash and be clean. Verse 14. <laughs> then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. This man had been stagnated with leprosy all his life. At the point of healing, he took the wise counsel of his servants. A big man, but he needed to come down. You see, why is counsel usually? Counsel usually comes from the top. But it doesn't mean counsel cannot come from down. Praise God. Counsel usually comes from the top. But it also does sometimes come from down. And in whichever way, even if it's coming from the top, you still need humility to receive it. If it's coming from down, you even need much more humility and sensitivity to know. Moses listened to his father-in-law in humility. Who are you to tell Moses what you are doing is not good? Moses, an anointed man, a man who could speak and things will happen. All manner, he stretched his rod and the red sea parted into two. When they needed water, he put his rod on top of a rock and water gushed out. You Jethro, you have not done any of such miracles. You are coming to advise me, advise yourself. But when in humility he embraced it, that's how his ministry endured. Number two, value wise counsel. Value it. Value it. Value it. Value it. There are a lot of people who have no value for wise counsel. You don't. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8 to 9. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8 to 9. Message. He said, pay close attention, my friend. Tell to what your father tells you. Never forget what you learn at your mother's knee. Verse 9. He said, wear their counsel like flowers in your hair and like rings on your fingers. This is general advice. Value wise counsel. That's why he's simply saying. Now go to verse 25. Verse 25. He says, since you laugh at counsel and make a joke of my advice. Because there are people who are like that. When you are telling them something that can help them they are just laughing in their head. This man, he doesn't know. This man is not current. This man is late. This man, he doesn't know how to manage issues. He says, since you laugh at counsel and make a joke of my advice. Watch. <laughs> Verse 26. How can I take you seriously? I will turn the tables and joke about your troubles. Praise God. This is God speaking. This is God speaking. This is God speaking. Value wise counsel. Number three, pursue wise counsel. Your value for wise counsel will translate naturally into pursuit. When you are doing something, you are embarking a project, you are taking a decision. Do you seek wise counsel? Or you just take it as it comes and goes. As for me, once I've decided, I've decided. Listen, that's not the way we advance our lives. 
That's what the Bible says. By wise counsel, you shall make your war. And in the multitude of counselors. He didn't even say in, with one counselor. He said in the multitude of counselors. There's safety. In the multitude of counselors. That's why usually when you go into, uh, uh, what do you call it? Even in our presidential system, they have council of state. When you come into the traditional set, setting, they also have elders. The chief, a chief never rules alone. Every chief is surrounded by elders with whom, whom he takes counsel. Reasons with them and then he takes counsel. Where no counsel is the people for, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. 15 verse 22. 15 verse 22. Proverbs 15 22. Same thing. Without counsel, purposes are disappointed. Good purposes, great purposes. You want to marry is a good thing. You want to do a business is a good thing. You want to travel is a good thing. But when you don't take wise counsel, those purposes will not become a, re a realization. Praise God. They can never become a reality. But in this season, I see every one of God's agenda and plan for your life coming to pass. Give me a believing amen there. Amen. Give me a believing amen. amen. Number four, learn to listen and receive wise counsel. Value wise counsel. Pursue it. But I said that active pursuit of wise counsel is one of the sure signs of wisdom. Active pursuit of wise counsel. One of the things I used to tell who is wise around me is how much of counsel they seek. Praise God. Sometimes you may even know what to do, but it's just smart. That people around you whose opinion matter and you respect and you know their input can make a difference. You just pass it by them. You know what you want to do. But when they speak and they confirm it, it makes you sure that I, I think I'm on the right path. The decision I'm taking is the right one. Praise God. Active pursuit of wise counsel is one of the sure signs of wisdom. Now, learn how to listen or receive wise counsel. Somebody say learn how to listen. And receive wise counsel. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 2. Message version. I am giving you good counsel. Don't let it go in one year and out the other. Many people don't know how to listen to wise counsel. They don't. They don't. One bad way to listen to wise counsel is to lie to your counselor. Because you see, when you lie to your counselor, he also gives you a, a counsel based on the lie. So when you're looking for counsel, be honest. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Another bad way to listen to counsel is when your mind is already made up on the matter. You have decided what you want to do. You are just dropping it by. Oh, the last time Papa spoke, okay, let me act like... Uh, I <laughs> Let, let, me, let me just act like a, I really value wise counsel. Let me just drop it by. But whatever he says, I mean, this decision has to be like this. <laughs> Another bad way to listen to wise counsel is when you filter wise, mature, and experiential counsel. To, you subject it, to, you filter it through untested, untried, unproven, and naive theories. A lot of things you have in your head are just simple, plain and simple. They are theories. They have no practical usefulness. 
Sometimes when somebody is giving you wise counsel, matured counsel that is wise, one matured, one based on experience, you, will be, you can easily be rationalizing it in your head. I think this thing will not work in our time. It doesn't work under this circumstance. Why? Because you are rationalizing it. That's another bad way to listen to it. So the fact that you are hearing, that's why he says, I'm giving you good advice. Don't let it go in one year and out in the other. Because I, sometimes when people are going through certain problems, even in the church, and I counsel them, and I see that the problem is still persistent, I know they've not taken it. I know they have not taken it. I mean, that's all. I know they've not taken it. I know. And my heart bleeds, but you see, when you're a pastor, eh? <laughs> it's a very powerful thing. <laughs> yeah, because when you're a pastor, you're baby, now you're Honestly. Honestly. Sometimes I honestly feel like that. Because, you see, this same thing I'm telling you, I've told Ray, he's working with it, things are getting better for him. I've told you. And because you are not working with it, things are complicated. And you are making it look like you have a special case. You don't have a special case. You just have a special foolishness. That's all you have. 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 Number five, open up your life to those God has set over you in authority. Open up your life to those God has set in authority over you. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Open your life up. There are many people in church. They will call you papa, 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 but you don't know them at all. I'm telling you, there are many people like that. I don't know them at all. Because their life is so closed. So closed. When something happens to them, you wonder, how did it happen? When did it happen? Because they have never been open. Look at what the Bible says. He said, be responsive to your pastoral leaders. Listen to their counsel. They are led to the condition of your lives and work under strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their leadership, not to its drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder for them? The truth of the matter is that this pastor has learned over the years to not make things harder for me. Praise God. If I see you want to make things harder for me, I'll just leave you alone. Because sooner or later, things will be harder for you. It is you things will be harder for. A lot of stagnation in relationships, particularly, can easily be a thing of the past, provided people will learn just to work with the word of God and ignore whatever the other party is doing. Listen, it is dangerous and deadly to close up your life to those God has placed over you. Because some people, they will not open up because they know that when you open up, ah, the way Pastor Parker, he preaches, when I tell him this, this is what he will say. So they will open up. They will open up. Because you, they already know what you will say. But you'll be surprised one day. What you think I will say is not what I will say. Yeah. And most times that's what they say. It is. Yeah. Because you see, sometimes when I'm standing here and I'm preaching, the direction of the Holy Spirit is different. Yeah. When I sit with you in the office and I'm talking, the direction may be different. I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you the truth. The things I will handle very hard here. When you come to the office, it may be very soft. Yeah, because when I stand here, I'm addressing everybody. And some people, they need to hear it hard. By the time they finish, they must go cry. Yeah. 
Other people too. They need to hear it on a mother level. And the Holy Spirit can decide to go either way at any time. But when your own matter is presented, we address it as an individual. We take the issue one after the other and it's addressed accordingly. Am I communicating somebody? Sometimes people fall into certain things and they, they are rather running away from me. <laughs> Wise counsel usually comes. So open up your life. Wise counsel usually comes from those who are in authority over you. People who are maybe your managers or bosses, they've done the thing you, are, you want to do. They've done it for a much longer time. They've been in marriage for a much longer time. They've been in ministry for a much longer time. They've been in a particular area. They are always ahead of you. And it takes a lot of humility. They could be your father, spiritual father, your biological parents, people with experience or knowledge more than you. Number six, surround yourself with godly, wise, and objective people. Surround yourself with who? Godly, wise, and objective people. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. He said, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. So there's the advice of the wicked. There are some people, you think that the person means well for you, but it's just your relationship that he's after. The way you seem to be telling them about testimonies of how your marriage is working, he doesn't want to hear it. And one trouble presented to them, and you will hear what they will tell you. They will give you revelation about your husband or your wife you never knew before. Open your ears. They will show you great and mighty things which you never knew before. That's critical. First Kings chapter 6, 12 verse 6 to 11. New Living Translation. Then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older man who had counseled his father. See it all. Solomon, what is your advice? So he discussed the matter with his uh, older man. He asked, how should I answer these people? The older counselors replied, if you are willing to be a servant to these people, if you are willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. The, the, the underlying word was always be your loyal subjects. He had the opportunity to rule the people forever. Now, you see, this scripture, maybe when you go home, just read it. Read the entire chapter and then let it guide your life. Because earlier on, there was a prophecy that the kingdom was going to leave his hands. So he was not going to live forever, rule forever. After Solomon, he's Solomon's son, he takes over. And then God gives a prophecy that after Solomon, because of Solomon's misbehavior, God said that he is going to divide the kingdom, but it will not be during the reign of Solomon. After Solomon has uh, exhausted his tenure as king, whoever will take over, in his, some, some, one of the people will take over from him. The kingdom will be divided. But, how was it going to be done? They come into office. They didn't know how it was going to be done. But you see how it was done? It came through the form of advice. The prophecy was that the kingdom was going to be divided. But in this case, if this guy had listened to advice, the kingdom would not have been divided. Against the prophetic word. Praise God. Against it. The other counselors reply, go, go to verse number 8. But Roboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up with him and were now his advices. Who are your advices? Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. How objective are they? 
How matured are they? How wise are they? Can you even tell whether they really have your best interests at heart at all? Those are the things you look at. Go to verse number nine. What is your advice? He asked them, how should I answer these people who want me to lighten the burdens imposed by my fathers? And when you listen to them, you will know that these were really, really immature people. Verse 10, he says, the young men replied, this is what you should tell them. Those complainers who want a lighter burden. My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. Yeah. <laughs> you see, when somebody's talking like this, you know that this is a child. Praise God. That's a child. You see, when, when immature people give you counsel, usually you are very comfortable. It doesn't usually put, it doesn't challenge you in any way. That's one of the things. It doesn't, counsel that you can easily work with. Counsels are, wise counsel is not always easy to follow. I'm telling you. If it was, everybody will advance in life. Wise counsel is not always easy to follow. The, the benefit of wise counsel usually is at the end. After you have applied the counsel, that's when you see it. That's when you see it. He says, my little finger is bigger than my father's waist. Go ahead. 11. Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make it even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I'll beat you with scorpions. Verse 13. Okay, let's leave it there. So that's it. They gave him the wrong counsel. When the people heard, they said, ah, <laughs> you are talking to us like this. Listen, <laughs> away with you. Go, I don't have time. Just go and read the rest of it. Read the whole account. You see, that's how the kingdom ended. Your kingdom will not end. Amen. I say your kingdom will not end. Amen. Finally, obey and follow wise counsel once you receive it. Follow and obey it. Somebody say follow and obey it. Many people, having received wise counsel, usually abandon it to their own destruction because of the cost of implementation. Somebody say the cost of implementation. The cost. Uh -huh. the cost. If they look at the cost of implementation, you can be in a relationship, you open up to pastor about it, you open up to one of the ministers, they tell you this relationship, we can see it having a future. End it. The cost of implementation. Ah. We are, this is our 40 year old. <laughs> the cost of implementation. The cost of implementation. We have, we have made some investments together. <laughs> the cost of in, 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 yeah. The cost of implementation. Sometimes you have slept together, not one time, multiple times. The cost of implementation. Praise God. Which of you intending to build a tower? Sit and not down first and count the cost. I'm telling you, there are many things. Some, some people who enter into marriages and after some time they want to come out. It's not like they didn't see things. They saw things and most times they even received counsel about it. But when they looked at the cost of implementation, they would rather go ahead and hope that it will change with time. Praise God. I'm telling you. When things don't change, that's when they begin to act as if they, hey, I didn't know him. Listen. <laughs> Why are you lying and deceiving yourself? You knew him too well, but you pretended you didn't know him. 
I'll close with this. Following wise counsel may be costly, but the consequences of ignoring sin is costlier. Never forget it. Following wise counsel may be costly, but the consequences of ignoring sin is costlier. May the Lord help you. Amen. And may every stagnation in any area of your life come to an end. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Maybe I should end with this eight that just entered my spirit. Never think that it's too late to go back for wise counsel. Never think it's too late. Sometimes you ignore it. But at whatever time, sometimes you, at the time you are counseling, you don't, you don't agree. But when you move on with it, you can see that Charlie, it looks like things are becoming harder. Humble yourself and don't be the Holy Ghost. That things are going to change the spirit of God. You, if you don't take care, you'll be an intercessor for life. Be praying for life. <laughs> May the Lord help somebody. Amen. May the Lord help somebody. Amen. Listen, this half you see progress. Oh. You must see progress. Amen. Somebody shout, I must see progress. I'm advancing in every area of my life. Stagnation is over from my life. I'm moving from glory to glory. In the name of Jesus. I declare that this is your best half. It's your half of speed. It's your half of progress. In the name of Jesus. In the wise counsel you ignore and you are suffering consequences for it. May the grace of God help you. May the mercy of God help you. In the name of Jesus. Going forward, may your ears be open to wise counsel. And may you be humble enough to receive wise counsel. In the name of Jesus. In the one who is in position of authority over you. Whom God has given wisdom. Which by tapping into your life can make see continuous progress. But you are hiding and you are uh, uh, hiding yourself away from. Receive the humility to open up. Amen. Receive the humility to open up. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I prophesy advancement into your life. Amen. I prophesy advancement into your life. Amen. Your business will receive speed. Amen. Your relationship will know joy. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So it shall be in your life. Amen. You are blessed. Pastor Afwakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afwakwa, please call 540 or 204 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza. Opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. Bye.